It's Tuesday, April 17th, 2018, and this is a great, great America. Previously on the show. Before President Trump, no one was admitting that Muslims in America were the problem. We need to ban Islam in America. We have to change our law on, on, you know, the waterboarding thing where they can chop off heads and they can drown people in cages and heavy steel cages uh, and we can't waterboard. So we have to change our laws and we have to be able to fight at least on an almost equal basis. We have laws that we have to obey in terms of torture. They have no laws whatsoever that they have to so obey. So would you start torturing him right away or would you see if he would cooperate and share information because he has been talking? Well, you know, he may be talking, but he'll talk a lot faster with the torture. If you just dump them in Mexico, they'll crawl back through the holes in the fences a few months later. We need to build a wall. We need to keep them in a secure place while we're building that wall. But you got to define for me, you supposedly say, take out their families. What does that mean? Bill, what does take you're going to have mean? to do what Israel was doing for a period of time. Take out means that you have to wipe out their homes where they came from. You have to absolutely wipe them out. It's the only way you're going to stop terrorism. You have all these cells would all you over kill, the place. Would you, you kill to, uh, the family members of terrorists? I don't want to be so bold. I want to tell you they would suffer. They, can't, they know what was going on. Those wives knew exactly what was happening. The children, everybody knew. They knew what was going to happen. They sat back and watched Daddy on television. How do you know they knew? Because that's the way life is. Because I'm a realist. That's the way life works. Uh, You know, I I don't know. You you can't really take them out. We have to be, Bill, Bill, hey, Bill, we have to be much tougher than we are. We're just not not doing it right. We have to be much more vigilant and we have to be much tougher. We can't allow this to happen. They take the wives, they put them on they send them home. Let's go home and let's watch Daddy tonight on television. There has to be retribution. And if there's not going to be retribution, you're never going to stop terrorism. The war continues to expand in the Middle East as more terrorist groups and Muslim nations join the evil jihad against us. We need to remember the victories of the past. Our country stopped winning wars back in the 1960s when the political correctness police began second-guessing every action the military took. But this nation was once great, and it will be great again. I probably shouldn't say this. I'm not supposed to say this. According to the media, we aren't ever allowed to be proud of winning. But you can't always be politically correct. Sometimes you have to tell the story the way it really happened. Back in Vietnam, we faced an enemy exactly like the terrorists we face today. The Viet Cong were just like ISIS. They tortured our prisoners. They hid among the general population and didn't wear uniforms. They promoted terrorism. But instead of Islam, the Viet Cong wanted communism. These were the exact same kind of people. Except, substitute communism for Islam. They were trying to take over the world with their twisted ideology. Just like the jihadis today, They were shielded by the population. Every civilian knew who the bad guys were, but they wouldn't tell us. The truth is, most of them would have preferred for the bad guys to win. There was this one man named Lieutenant William Calley. Calley was a tough guy. We all like a good tough guy. He and his men took over this village called Milai. This was way before most of you were even born. If you're too young to imagine a jungle-based war, just pretend it's in the desert. 
Think about one of these provinces in Syria or Saudi Arabia that's sheltering ISIS. The situation we faced back then was so similar to the war today that it's scary. We came into the village to liberate it. But, surprise, no one wanted to be liberated. Because they were all married to or related to the bad guys. Our troops walked into town and saw all these people who've been fighting alongside the enemy, feeding the enemy, sheltering the enemy, polishing their weapons for them. Does any of this sound familiar to you? It should. Also, all the fighting age men in the village were miraculously gone. Can you guess where they were? Yes, they were out fighting the Americans. The only people left in the village were the wives, sisters, children, and older relatives of the enemy. Meanwhile, the husbands and fathers of these villagers had our Americans locked up in tiny cages somewhere in the jungle and were torturing our guys to death. Think about the things Sarah Green had to go through in Syria before finally being stoned to death. That's the kind of thing these guys pulled. Callie and his men started asking all the villagers, Where are the Viet Cong? Surely someone knew where their temporary camp in the jungle was located. But of course, no one knew. The history books don't like teaching you about what happened next. This reminds me of an old war story that President Trump likes to tell. Here he is telling the story at a noisy majority event in June of 2017. You know, I read a story, it's a terrible story, but I'll tell you. Should I tell you or should I not? Early in the century, last century, General Pershing, did you ever hear? Rough guy, rough guy. And they had a terrorism problem. And there's a whole thing with swine and animals and pigs, and you know the story, okay? They don't like that. And they were having a tremendous problem with terrorism. And by the way, this is something you can read in the history books. Not a lot of history books because they don't like teaching this. And General Pershing was a rough guy. And he sits on his horse and he's very astute like a ramrod, right? And the year was early 1900s. And this was a terrible problem. They were having terrorism problems just like we do. And he caught 50 terrorists who did tremendous damage and killed many people. And he took the 50 terrorists and he took 50 men and he dipped 50 bullets in pig's blood. You heard that, right? He, fit, he took 50 bullets and he dipped them in pig's blood. And he had his men load his rifles and he lined up the 50 people and they shot 49 of those people and the 50th person he said, you go back to your people and you tell them what happened. And for 25 years, there wasn't a problem. Okay? 25 years, there wasn't a problem. All right? So we better start getting tough and we better start getting vigilant and we better start using our heads or we're not going to have a country, folks. We're not going to have a country. Leave it to President Trump to say the things that others are too politically correct to say. More importantly, he's a man of action. This isn't empty talk. He's willing to do it. Remember our story about William Calley? The bad guys were out in the jungle, and they just left their wives and children for us. Because they knew we had to follow all these rules. Meanwhile, they had no rules. That's why they were winning. You can't just allow that to happen certainly go after the wives who absolutely knew what was happening and 
I guess your definition of what I do, I'm going to leave that to your imagination. But I will tell you, I would be very tough on families. You can't just allow that to happen. So you know what we did? This isn't politically correct, but I'll tell you. We went after their families. We shot some of the villagers. Anyone who tried to run or fight got a bullet. These young American men had been away from home fighting these animals for months and months without any of the comforts of home. The enemy had killed or injured one out of every five of their buddies. And then the enemy left their wives and children for us? And we were supposed to just leave them alone? No, sir. So what do you think Callie and his men did? The U.S. soldiers raped their enemies' wives and girlfriends. If you want to win, you can't be afraid to take out their families. We have to be tough. People think the enemy doesn't care about their own families, but trust me, they care. Then, over the course of several hours, when our soldiers were done with a group of women, Callie ordered his men to line them up in a ditch and shoot them. Hundreds and hundreds of women, children, and old men. In a last act of desperation, the women shielded the young children with their own bodies. The children who survived were crying and screaming. The ones who were old enough to walk crawled out from under their mothers, aunts, and neighbors' corpses and tried to get away. So you know what Callie and his men did? They shot them too. In the midst of all this hell, a helicopter landed near Callie. The helicopter pilot didn't know what was going on. He saw a bunch of dead and dying villagers laying around. The pilot got out, ran up to Callie, and asked if Callie and his men could help evacuate the wounded. Callie laughed and said to the guy, The only thing I have to help evacuate these people is a hand grenade. True story, none of those people ever helped the Viet Cong again. The politically correct people prosecuted Callie. They called it the My Lai Massacre and said we should all be ashamed of it. But we're making America great again and we will not be shamed. If you want to find more information about Lieutenant William Kelly and the heroes at Milai, it's spelled M-Y space L-A-I. Are we going to be politically correct and stupid? Or are we going to be smart and do what it takes to win? Our United States Congress has almost fulfilled its duty to ban Muslims. If your congressperson still opposes the Muslim ban, call them today. Whitehouse.gov has a list of the few remaining opponents. If you want to tell your story of a great, great America, join us on the Internet at www.oppenfriend.com. Until we meet again next week, let's make America great again.
Remember to download our show on Tuesday, May 8, 2018, when we cover the grand opening of the first section of the Great Trump Wall.